So is this album off the long list? Nah, that's why I'm going to stick the track in now. Uh, don't want you to... Nothing, nothing for you to worry your pretty little head about. <laughs> are listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and talk about it track by track. And we love to do it together because we are so in sync. And on the turntable this week, we have got Future Sex Love Sounds from Justin Timberlake. Uh, and Dan, immediately with a reference to his boy band days with the pop group Sync, which featured Justin... And the rest of them. And the, no, JC, JC, JC Chasse, uh, um, oh God, Lance, Howie, Howie, no, no he no, was ha- a Backstreet no, Boy. He... Yeah. Kevin, no, that was a Backstreet Boy. Chris, Kirkpatrick, Joey Fatone, Lance Bass, and the brilliant uh, JC Chasse. And if we're lucky, maybe I'll be squeezing a little bit of him in later. Uh, in the podcast (laughs) (laughs) anyway before we get bogged down in the who's who and the what's what of NSYNC we're we're here to talk about Justin today he is the main event uh, and we are going to be talking about Future Sex Love Sounds which was his sophomore album and Dan that means second album oh I thought you meant like it was a soft but there's more of it that's uh, quite poor Uh, so uh, but first of all Dan uh, are you okay is everything okay are we cool? Uh, yeah, we've sorted it out now, Will, don't we? We've sh- shaken hands from a social... Oh, no, are we still social distancing? No, so we've shaken hands. No, we probably still are, so... <laughs> what day is it? What time is it? What year is it? Uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a spat earlier on in the week, but the least said about that, the better. I can only describe it as being a little bit like Pat Butcher and Peggy Mitchell at each other. You bitch! You uh, but imagine Peggy Butcher and Pat Mitchell arguing about whether uh, Spice Girls or Girls Alive were the best girl group uh, of recent years. And of course, we know the real answer is Spice Girls. Girls Alive. Uh, let's, I'm not getting into this. Oh, and, and Dan, just just a quick mention for any listeners suffering from eczema, E45 is available from most uh, chemists and good supermarkets. Oh, knowledge from your previous days as a pharmaceutical professional so let's have a quick word about justin timberlake shall we so justin randall timberlake born on january 31st 1981 uh, he's only a year younger than me so not too bad pretty close yeah yeah uh justin <laughs> rose to fame uh of course through nsync uh, but also he was in the mickey mouse club uh, alongside a certain young lady christina aguilera well i'm britney spears <laughs> Um, uh, but then uh, following NSYNC, he went on to launch a very successful solo career with Justified in 2002. Uh, and this album followed a little while later. So this was actually released in 2006. So we had a, quite a hiatus, which I'm sure we're going to touch on later. So I won't dwell on that too long uh, for now. Um, Justin, in the meantime, has established himself as a uh, actor, having appeared in a number of movies uh most notably for me uh in the social network if you remember that oh most notably for me shrek the third i think it was and uh, i've got another word to say to you dan trolls oh oh we are getting a few of those at the minute aren't we mm. on twitter mm. but he also had a voice presence in that film oh right yes oh and and of course the huge worldwide smash can't stop the feeling that was written for the film if i'm not mistaken and that was huge, a very infectious song. We're not going to be talking about it today um, or playing a clip from it today. It's the kind of song that if you, you'll hear it at weddings for decades to come and it'll get everyone on the dance floor. Your nana, your brother, your sister, your mother. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, you know you're winning if you've got nana on the dance floor at a wedding. Um, if she isn't sat in the back talking to Auntie Pat, bitching about the bride. <laughs> And you do like to join them both, don't you? Oh, we have a whale of a time, actually. It's the best place to be in a wedding, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the amount of times I've heard you saying that someone squeezed into a dress. 
And of course, uh, at a wedding reception, you're normally uh, out the back of the rugby club by the bins with one of the bridesmaids. (laughs) (laughs) Talking uh, boys, stickers, ponies and fashion. Doing each other's hair and uh, sharing a menthol cigarette. (laughs) Oh, God, they were the days. So uh, let's get stuck into the album proper. So this was released in uh, on September the eighth, two thousand and six, uh, and uh, with Justin uh, alongside uh, Timberland and a few other producers, which will cover on production duties. There was quite a long gestation period uh, of this album, which we'll talk more about as we get into it. But Dan, shall we dive in? Yes, let's do it. So, side one, track one is Future Sex Love Sound. Wait a second. Future Sex Love Sound there, and immediately that bass line had my shoulders moving. Um, uh, it just, it first, it first of all makes you think this is so going to be something different to Justified, because it just feels a little bit more experimental. Definitely experimental, yeah. And it was very much uh, a, a future sound for Justin Timberlake, because it, it did feel... Uh, a million miles away, actually, from that from that uh, debut album, which in itself was fantastic. And of course, before this came the single Sexy Back, which we'll talk about in much more detail soon. But that was the only song previewed ahead of it. So you knew there was a new sound coming, but I think in this opening track, you even more get this futuristic kind of synth wave elements, uh, funky sound, which I'm, you know, I know you and I both are a huge fan of. And this was one of the first things, first inspirations that were had when approaching this new uh, project. I think a lot of comparisons around this time were likening Justin to Prince. And I can definitely see that with some of the sounds created, but also the way he, the way the track title is, the future sex is one word and the slash. Um, Obviously, Prince kind of stylized things in a very certain way. And I can hear it, but it always, I find that quite strange because... I think you and I have said before, neither of us are really massive Prince fans, are we? No, but I'm, I'm sure I've read um, that Justin is a huge influencer. Um, that Prince is a huge influence for Justin, even. Um, Definitely. And this was uh, uh, produced, uh, one of the tracks, uh, one of the many tracks on the album, uh, with Timberland uh, and Nate Hills as uh, co-producers. So, Will, you haven't said the catchphrase. Does he set anything out with this track well he does and he doesn't because he does in that this is a very experimental record uh it's not cohesive it's cohesive in that sense but there's some very different sounds and styles and approaches through the the following 11 tracks as well um and i think there's definitely uh an approach where a lot of the songs have like these interludes at the end which kind of showcase a little bit more uh, of a broader sound and a broader style as well, which kind of makes these really some lovely long length tracks. There's not a track on this album below four minutes. And in fact, mm. this is the shortest track on the album at four minutes and a second. So funnily enough, he did perform at Eurovision a few years ago, but none of these tracks would be nearly eligible. Did, what did he perform at Eurovision? I think it was Can't Start This Feeling. Because also, actually, you want to put Apology out there straight away. I think I called the album, so the album's called Future Sex Love Sounds, and the track is called Future Sex Love Sound, and I may have got them mixed up, and I know a lot of our listeners are sticklers for uh, yeah, the, the, the truth. The detail, yeah, don't come, don't go writing in, don't go writing in. So, should we move on? Yes. So, track two, single one, Sexy Back. Sexy Sexy, huh? I'm sexy back. 
pussy. Sexy back there. Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> it blew my eardrums out. Imagine Ken Bruce introducing Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back. And this would this have been a no? This was definitely a Radio One hit, wasn't it? I probably wasn't a Radio Two hit at the time. I mean, the Radio Two playlist has uh, evolved now, so you'd probably hear this on Radio Two now, but not back in uh, two thousand six. No, but it was a Radio Smash, wasn't it? And it was everywhere. This song, huge song. This is how you do a comeback, isn't it? This song, after a long hiatus, to come back with this track. Uh, this was number one in the UK. This was number one in the US. This is number one across a lot of Europe and the rest of the world, uh, if not top 10. So absolutely huge. And actually, this sold... Now, Dan, have a guess. How many copies do you think this sold in the UK? God, we haven't done this for a while, have we? Um, And this was very much the iTunes era as well, wasn't it? Which I'm Mm. sure it takes into account. But I remember getting this on iTunes and then burning it onto a CD and playing it in the car. Two and a half million? No, that's nothing, is it? Uh, it was 645,000, so you were way off the mark. But oh, God. That's, a lot of rec- that's a lot of single sales in the UK. In the US, it sold 4.9 million. Oh, I was thinking of the US. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the thing that uh, is so infectious and always jumps out is just the pounding synth riff running all the way through this track. And it's still fresh, actually, listening to it now. Absolutely, yeah. Still, still futuristic, you could say. I think as well, it, it's no. I'll let you. I'll let you off that one. I'll let you. I'll carry on. <laughs> oh, do you know what? That one I actually didn't even realize. <laughs> Normally, I. <laughs> and I think what I do really like about this album is that, obviously, uh, we said before, Timberland is working on most of the songs in this album. I think all but two actually, and it is very Timberland. But at the same time, it was quite new and experimental for him as well, wasn't it? It wasn't his standard, more kind of bass heavy. Uh, hip hop influence sound. He said it was an. Exp- this was Timberlake. Uh, Justin Timberlake said it was like an experiment gone right. Thinking about the synthesizer influence to the distorted vocals. Uh, it was one of those songs that the more you listen to it, just hook after hook after hook, uh, right in your head melodies. Definitely, and it's it's, it's ridiculously infectious. You've got that amazing synth that you talked about before, and then the chorus. It's just repeated vocals, layered vocals, some of Timberlake, some of Timberland. It just sounds amazing. And if there are any music geeks listening, uh, I'm sure they've long deserted us, Dan. But uh, uh, the actual uh, instruments used to create the sound uh, was an Akai MPC 3000 and instruments on a Ensonic ASR 10 sampling keyboard. Now, I'm sure that means something to someone out there. I was going to guess it was a 2,000, but it was a 3,000, was it? That's... It was the th- it was the 3,000s, yeah. Good to know, yeah. yeah. Just, I think because this was the first single from the album, this kind of just cemented that obviously everyone loved Justified. Uh, you know, there's NSYNC fans loved it, non-NSYNC fans loved it. It was, it was really just um, universally adored. And I think this, with this track, he kind of affirmed that it wasn't a one-trick pony. It wasn't a one-album thing. He was, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this, he, he did a Robbie. He did do a Robbie. And Dan, this is called Sexy Back. Big question for you now. Is Justin Timberlake sexy? Uh, well, I, I, or has he got a sexy back? Uh, and the answer, I think, is probably is uh, yes. Certainly improved since his uh, NSYNC days and that uh, pop noodle hairstyle he had for a while. Uh, well, I was always a fan of the double denim. Oh, or even the quadruple denim. I think didn't him and Britney have a sort of a cowboy denim. Thing oh, going absolutely on? stunning! Yeah, yeah. What a what in fact, a when you and when you and your other half um, get married, you want something similar, don't you? Yes, with some uh, rhinestones encrusted uh, on the on the back of my denim jacket, with W on the back, and uh, bewitched as bridesmaids. In their celebrity oh, get-up. And they could, uh, we could break half of the ceremony uh, for a rousing rendition of C'est la vie. Oh, that, I've got welling up now just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Dan, this is a, this was a huge hit for Justin. Still such an important uh, pop record. But it also made me think about um, 
JC Chazé, uh, his fellow NSYNC bandmates, solo career. Because actually, Schizophrenic, his uh, uh, solo album, which was from 2004, so a little bit before this came out, um, had some very similar approaches. And I'd love to play a little bit of uh, one of his songs, uh, which has a similar link, similar theme, also uh, maybe a similar-ish sound. So this is All Day Long I Dream About Sex. Uh, Are we going to get the catchphrase or... And if we're lucky, here's a little bit of it now. I really liked it. And I think I heard that years ago, probably the year it came out, and I've not listened to it since. Um, it's really uh, great stuff. I was trying to read a bit up on it while it was playing. Um, and there's something on the... I don't often use Wikipedia, as you know, Will, but I just spotted it on there. Someone likened it to sounding uh, like Dead or Alive meets Duran Duran. Right, right, right was, yeah, because you were a big Pete Burns fan. Well, that's hence the look. <laughs> With the lips, yeah. Well, they did go uh, a little bit wrong. Uh, this has got, uh, the album version of this track has got the most glorious minute or so long instrumental electronic breakdown uh, ever, which kind of made me, this is what made me make the connection. But also I just wanted an excuse to play that track. But he's, uh, JC also went on to have a illustrious songwriting career uh, and also acting career as well. He worked with or wrote for Girls Aloud, I think, didn't he? Do you know what? You're bang on there, Dan. Uh, And what a great track-by-trackable pop link. The fact that he has written for uh, Sugar Babes and Girls Aloud, which leads me to believe he spent some time with Xenomania. Xenomania, yeah. Uh, Again, I wonder what's on the cutting room floor that never got released. Shake It, produced by Basement Jacks as well. Yes, and also uh, Blow Me Up With Her Love was uh, written and co-produced by... with uh, Dallas Austin, so uh, some great pop pedigree there. I would say though, I probably do prefer Schizophonic by Jerry Halliwell. Oh, in the in the uh, age old schizophrenic versus schizophonic. Uh, let's move on now uh, desperately and get back to uh, the main event. Uh, Justin and his sexy back. Uh, let's move on to track number three now, and this is uh, Sexy Ladies. Let me talk to you. Quite creepy. Got sexy legs all over the flow. You're talking to one of the greatest. Who did it before? Now I'm back with one of my latest. Just letting you know that I got sexy legs. So back up some more. Let me take it off. Sexy, sexy, sexy. Talk that body. So that was uh, Sexy Ladies. Dan, question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are you smiling like that? You're like, here, I... we, here we go. <laughs> Come on then, let's have it. Do you get Sexy Ladies on the floor? <laughs> Only if they're in desperate need of CPR. Are you a fan of Sexy Ladies? Yeah, I love this track. And I'm particularly the chorus and just those lovely electronic production sounds in the chorus, which I couldn't tell you what they are. And you don't need to because I, they're, they're, yeah, they're wonderful. Uh, icy synths I put down for this one. Icy synth. I think this one um, is certainly an album track. And of course that's never a bad thing. And it's quite chilled as well. There's two openers are so, in your face with this brand new sound. This one really pulls it back a little bit, which is lovely. So we're going to move on to the next song. But before we do, Will, something I forgot to say, and I'm sure listeners will be scratching their heads. haven't talked about the tenuous link yet. So oh, sexy. Yes. Ridiculous. I meant to talk about it on Sexy Back. I forgot. Uh, it's 14 years this week since Sexy Back was released. 14 years. And everything Justin's accomplished since in those 14 years, he's a father, he's a husband, he's a serious actor. 
actor and uh, three new albums as well, I think, wasn't there? Uh, so, track number four. This is a big one. My Love. I need from you. So that was, if you're listening to the album uh, along with us, which you should be uh, for the for the full track by track experience, that was the let me let me talk to you interlude into my love. Uh, and the way that starts off, it's like they're playing on their pots and pans. Yes, I thought Stomp were featuring on that track, Will. Featuring T.I. and Stomp. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, it's a great, it's kind of, it's a great uh, interlude into my love. But the main event is my love. And I, Dan, I'll, can I shock you? Go on. This is my favourite track on the album. What it does shock me it's your favourites, but it doesn't shock me that you love it because I did uh, think that you know, this is a ballad on the album. It's very much an electro ballad, but I can fully believe that this is the kind of ballad you can get on board with. Exactly, exactly that. Yes, and it is synth heaven. Yeah, synth and percussion as well is fantastic on this one. I know you like a good beating, good beat, good beat. Yes, yes. Um, I just think it's. Um, I was whistling along to this before we even started recording the episode because it's very. It gets in your head as well. It's not an instant bang, but it's a mm. real earworm. Definitely, a love, I think a love of, worm. Oh, that's heaven! Absolute heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, his vocal on this one is fantastic. It's that pure falsetto vocal, and he, you know he's a. We haven't mentioned him as a singer. He's an amazing singer, and he's got that real um, like commanding singing voice that he did with Sexy Back. And then this this uh, this falsetto is just it's dreamy. Will uh, and it's, whilst we're talking about his voice, you know, part of the long gap between the first album and this album was his concerns around his his voice and his vocal, and you know, not being worried about not being able to sing. So I think, you know, to come back and be so strong and, you know, his voice is so, oh, he's got an amazing voice. And that falsetto is absolutely stunning. Definitely. And works beautifully throughout the song and on the chorus. Again, like Sexy Back, this chorus is so simple. It's just really layering and repetition of, of and hear the word my love and a few other bits. But it's so effective. Uh, he says about my love that it's a contradiction of sounds. You've got the operatic thing, uh, but you've also got a beat uh, underlaid, uh, the ballad style vocals as well. So basically, Justin said what we said. But we said it better. T.I., we said before, T.I. does feature on this song. You're a T.I. fan, Will? No, I'm not. Dan, could you enlighten me as to some of his other uh, contributions to the music world? Definitely. So, yeah, it's probably not the kind of artist uh, that we're going to feature a full album on Track by Track. It's just not our sound, but he's worked with some people that we do love. So he worked uh, with, or Rihanna featured, I should, should say, on his song Live Your Life. Um, he also featured on Destiny's Child's Soldier and one that uh, hasn't aged too well, actually. He did appear on Blurred Lines with Robin Thicke and Pharrell. Oh god, that is when that was controversial at the time. Let alone uh, at a time where we're, where we're more aware than ever about the way that music lyrics and pop culture is uh, mis- misused casually around things like sexism, racism, absolutely homophobia, and so on. And that song's seven years old now. I'm I'm, I'm quite surprised to see it still on streaming services. It wouldn't surprise me if there comes a point. When it disappears, uh, similar to uh, similar but a different situation to uh, Gaga's uh, R. Kelly song. What was that? Do what you want. Next one. So, uh, track number five, Love Stones. I think she knows. Cause of the way they hit it 
so that was Love Stones. I think she knows. Uh, that's uh, seven over seven minutes. That track because it interludes into I think she knows, which is a lovely uh, some lovely strings towards the end of it. Yeah, this I think will is my favourite track on the album, and it's because of that the whole interlude, the strings. Um, there's the strings throughout the track, and there's also that wonderful guitar breakdown as well. It just makes me think this song is something like Chic meets the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is kind of similar to some of Michael Jackson's sound, which, of course, is a big influence on Justin Timberlake. And he, I believe, worked on or featured on uh, some of those newer tracks that they brought out after he died. Um, but, yeah, I think it's my favorite one on the album, Well, This one also has... Um... I don't necessarily think Timberland has like a house style in his production, but this does sound like if you had, if you didn't know and you had to say who produced this track, you could put a very educated bet on the fact it was Timberlake, Timberland, <laughs> and, Timberland <laughs> and Timberlake, and Timberlake, Tim, Timbers together. Uh, but I think also the way this, the way the track kind of immediately jumps in uh, and bounces along, it's a real riot actually uh, of sound. Um, very fun, very creative, very different. Yeah, very yeah, creative and different. Perfect because again, it's another one. As you said, it's got the interlude, and these a lot of these tracks are either medleys or feature an interlude. And I just think it really was Justin Timberlake cementing himself as a real artist and an album artist. And then he would go on to do that even more, wouldn't he, with the 2020 experience? There was there's a part one and part two that came quite again quite a few years after this album. I couldn't say I loved that music or that era as much as this one but certainly respect the uh, attention to detail that he has. Uh, and this was also a single. It was the fifth fifth of six singles released from this, which is a bulging singles collection from an album. Uh, and it got it missed out on the top 10 in the UK, got to number 11. I've got a... Uh... Oh, no, I'll need that for later. Stay tuned to find out what Dan's got for later. And it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not uh... his lunch. It's a Vionetta. Oh, lovely. Have you had a creme brulee Vionetta? No, I didn't know that was such a thing. Well, we had one when we were in Italy last summer and it was absolute heaven. I have had quite recently a mini Vionetta on a stick. Have you, did you see on my Instagram story? Yeah, and I remember replying to your, to your Instagram story saying disgusting. It felt <laughs> like a step too far. You don't like mini things, do you? No, I don't like mini things at all. No. Full, full size. Or, or Jumbo, if possible, please. You were quite gutted when McDonald's took away the supersize option. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I supersized my own McDonald's by uh, sliding another patty in after I've left the restaurant. <laughs> Track number six now, and this is what goes around. Yeah. Comes around. Tell me, is this fair? Is this the way it's really going down? Is this how we say goodbye? So what goes around comes around there. Another ballad, but I'd hedge my bets, Will, that it's another one that you can really get on board with. Yeah, it's my second favourite track on the album. So you're, you're, two of your favourites are technically ballads. That's probably the first time that's happened. I know. Put it in the track-by-track track record books uh, in the minutes and have it noted down, because it's not very often I'm likely to say that. Uh, mm. This is, it feels like a spiritual successor to Crimea River. Do you think? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. I think that was the real um, overarching thinking. I don't know if it was ever... Was it confirmed by JT? I don't know, but definitely like some sort of sequel to that. I think it was, actually, uh, or certainly inspired by um, to do something similar. And wasn't Crimea River written about Britney? Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) uh, Yes. Also, the interlude at the end, which is the kind of comes around bit at the back end kind of segs into a more rap uh style track towards the end i did think you'd like the comes around at the back end part of the song <laughs> uh but not altogether unpleasant it never is the rap no no no, no the rap ending to this track 
Oh, sorry. Uh, so, so sorry. Again, it's seven and a half minutes, and I think it's just a lovely... Uh, you can just really just plug your headphones in and just immerse yourself in this because it's such a brilliant soundscape that's been created. This was uh, another single for Justin, uh, and this was uh, number four in the UK singles chart. Uh, so uh, still a big hit for him with this track. And I'd love to talk about, Will, so Timberland and Timberlake together, and with the help of Danger as well, obviously a fantastic combination, and they did work with other artists as well, and one of those other artists was a little-known band called Duran Duran. (laughs) (laughs) So on on their um, Red Carpet Massacre album, they, it was fully produced by Danger, and they also did some tracks with Timberland and Timberlake, one of those tracks was the leading single and a bit of a power ballad called Falling Down, which for me has some similar sounds to What Goes Around and My Love. So if we're lucky, <laughs> I'd love for us to hear a little bit of that now. that was Falling Down, uh, and that was co-written with Duran Duran and Justin Timberlake. And I remember seeing a video of them all gathered around a piano with Justin playing it as they kind of brought up, brought out the melody. Uh, and with production from Timberland and Danger as well. Uh, Will, what do you think of that one? Uh, sorry, they were all gathered around watching Justin perform. Yes. <laughs> they were all looking at Justin, the pianist. Yes, uh, playing the... Um, the big sort of organ-like thing, I suppose you could say. So we're watching Justin play his organ, play on his organ. Yes, to have been a fly on the wall. Yeah, quite. Um, it's probably not going to go down in the record books as my favourite Duran Duran song. Uh, and I did think it sounded a bit like uh, All Rise by Blue at the start. But apart from oh. that, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> well, actually, I was, I was really offended then. And I thought, actually, All Rise by Blue is quite a good song. Um <laughs> There's some other, this, in all honesty, this isn't my favourite collaboration of theirs because they did a couple of songs, uh, one called Night Runner and one called Skin Divers from the same album, which really do play into the more upbeat Timberland, Timberlake sound. Um, But I just thought this was great because it's kind of a really nice blend of a Duran Duran ballad like Ordinary World and then uh, a Timberlake ballad as well. Timberland ballad, both. (laughs) Easily done, isn't it? It's very easily done. Uh, So next one now, we are on to track number seven now, uh, Chop Me Up. So that was Chop Me Up featuring Timberland and 3-6 Mafia. I did wonder if there's any relation to Lisa Mafia. I haven't found that out yet. Oh, maybe. I have to say, Dan, I don't like this song, but I uh, can I have two album artwork songs this week, please? Uh, wait, is one going to be album artwork and one going to be font watch? No, I gonna... I'll stick to having one. I'll save it for later, but I'm not, I don't like this. I think it's not like... I don't find it offensive. Well, I don't like the title uh, for a start, but I think just the sound is just very, it's completely washed over me. It's very much, um, as I said, this features 3-6 Mafia, a hip-hop act, and it is very much more of that sound, isn't it? And it's definitely not one of my favourite songs on here. Um, but I kind of I like that it's something different. I think the strings are really nice on it. Um, but it's, it's not, you know, if I was skipping through this album, I would skip this song. So let's not linger on it any longer than we need to and move on to track number eight now. And this is Damn Girl. girl. 
So, damn girl there. Dan, what do you think? Really, really, really like this one. So, this is featuring Will I Am and is one of only two songs not produced by Timberland and Danger. This is produced by Jawbreakers, who are Will I Am and Justin Timberlake. Um, I just love it. it. Brings this whole new sound to it. It's, it's hasn't got those icy futuristic synths anymore. It's got this quite funky bluesy organ and drum licks and things like that. And I How love the I love the drum in it as well. And you know, not everyone's a fan of a repetitive chorus, but I think I do find myself singing along to that chorus. Uh, something very catchy about it. Uh, it's interesting. Jawbreakers, as Justin and Will I Am together, they've also uh, written. And produced for Macy Gray. So Macy's not on the long list. Is, is she going to make her way onto the long list, do you think? For the benefit of uh, listeners, a bit of a grimace and a shake of a head from Will there. This, so of course, Will I Am was huge at this time. This was kind of just after monkey business. And as well as the Black Eyed Peas work, he was, this is just before some of the big solo stuff and writing with other people. Uh, so he was really hot property. Uh, I'm quite surprised with that in mind. This wasn't a single. Yes, and maybe I think there were just stronger tracks on the album for singles uh, and more maybe things that were a little bit more unique and just kind of fitted the uh, uh, the music scene at the time. Mm. I have to say one of my favourite things about Will I Am is that his name, how he writes his name, is also his website address. Not many people can say that. He's a clever man. He's very forward-thinking, is he? Very futuristic. He's very technology-minded, yeah. Yeah, and with that in mind, it is kind of quite surprising that this is one of the songs on the album that is the most classic sounding. We're on to track number nine now, and this is Summer Love. pretty little face on that pretty little frame, girl. Well, let me show you around, let me take you out, bet you we can have some fun, girl. Cause we can do it fast, fast, slow, whichever way you want to run, girl. Well, let me buy you drinks, better yet, rings, do it how you want it done, girl. And who would have thought that you could be the one? Summer of Love there, which is a cover of the Steps track, which again it's and it fits with the experimental theme of this album. I can't help but feel you've not listened to the tracks well. This is Summer <laughs> Love. Once again, you've just tried to wing it without listening to a single second of the music. Oh, so you mean it's not a wella wella wella. <laughs> Summer Lovin', another uh, disco, wedding disco, dance floor favourite. You merge that straight into Can't Stop This Feeling. Grease Megamix. Oh, heaven. Uh, so Summer Love, uh, this is another one of my favourites on the album, actually. That does surprise me, actually. Because it is more, it, it is more, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's less, it's less poppy, I suppose. Um, it's similar, really similar sounds to Sexy Back and the opening track, but it's, it's much more minimalistic, uh, and I, I I actually really like that minimalism that that the that synth melody that runs through the verses and then becomes the actual chorus. So simple, but again, so effective. Will have you ever had a summer love, a holiday so, romance? No, I haven't actually, because love's an all year thing for me, not just a summer thing, not just for Valentine's Day, not just for Valentine's Day, not just a uh, a card and a bunch of roses and a M and S uh, dining deal for two. Oh, that's that is what. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. uh, That wasn't a dig. But uh, no, did you did do that this year for your uh, uh, living lover, (laughs) my uh, flatmate, and uh, good friend. Uh, Moving on to track number ten now. This is set the mood until the end of time. So that was Until the End of Time, the sixth and final single released from the album. And pop fact for you, Will, which I kind of hinted at earlier, uh, Justin was the first solo male artist 
in his decade, in this decade, to spawn six top 40 singles from the same album. And the previous album to do so was Shania Twain's Come On Over. Really? Mm. I had no idea that Shania released that many singles off that album. Uh, also uh, a holder of a similar record, uh, Michael Jackson for Thriller, but I can't quite remember how all well that works together. But I do have pop facts, I just don't quite know how they fit together. This song, Will? I think this is a brilliant showcase, for again, for Justin's vocals. Uh, he's all over the place on this track, uh, and he's sounding fantastic. Um, it's obviously uh, a, a ballad. It's more more ballady, isn't it, than than the previous two that we talked about. Um, for me, certainly not one of my favourites. It's, it's kind of the ballad, but the, again, Prince style of ballad. And of course, it was re-released with Beyonce on vocals as well. I wondered if you were going to mention that. So thank goodness you did. Uh, yes, yeah, so Beyonce added her incredible vocal talents to the track as well. And they definitely do feel like two artists who should be working together, both coming from uh, ba- pop bands or pop-esque bands, both going on for two incredible world-dominating solo careers, both quite experimental with their work as well. Kind of hope we see more of them doing stuff together. Well, who knows what's going to happen next with, well, Justin or Beyonce, whether they've been uh, hatching a plan while they've been in lockdown or whether they've just been enjoying some well-deserved time, downtime with their families, protecting themselves from the deadly COVID. Uh, so let's move on to Losing My Way, track number 11. Can anybody out there hear me? Cause I can't seem to hear myself Can anybody out there see me? Cause I can't seem to see myself There's gotta be a heaven somewhere Can you save me from this hell? Can anybody out there feel me? Cause I can't seem to feel myself Losing my way Keep losing my way Keep losing my way Can you help me find my way? Now, never did I expect a Justin Timberlake song to open with the lyrics, Hi, my name is Bob and I work at my job. But here we are. Uh, do you think he was running out of ideas at this point? I think maybe he got his... Did, it, did he have a son or daughter at the time? Did they working on a poem for school and just thought, <laughs> that is genius. Uh, also, uh, if he has... He's very repetitive in this song about uh, he's keeps losing his way. Uh, Google Maps. Mm, or Apple Maps. Uh, whichever way you swing, yes. Yeah, no, no preference from me, and uh, no, no judgment either. But some sort either. of smartphone either. GPS based uh, navigation system would really benefit Justin. Mm. Uh, uh, also, what a great time song! What the fantastic artwork on this album, uh, and it, it really is actually. So this uh, artwork is uh, it's Justin, of course. He's dressed up to the nines in a really nice suit and you can only imagine what designer um, hand-tailored that suit for him. Uh, crucially, he is uh, looks like he's trying to kick around a glitter ball as a football, uh, obviously alluding to some of the more dance electronic uh, elements on this album. Uh, and then you've got Justin, the font, the font du jour, the font du album, uh, Justin Timberlake, Future Sex, Love Sounds. Uh, right across the middle there. But I think it's this kind of low-key, uh, simple but effective uh, campaign of like Justin in a studio uh, with the with the logo and the and the uh, and the and the song title that runs through the whole campaign, but in various different ways. There's some there's other ones that are like spray paint, uh, and one where he's got his mouth obscured. But it's it's a great style actually for this campaign. Yeah, and I seem to think there was a special edition version where it was um, more close up of the mirror ball, which I think I actually preferred that version, but I'm just having a quick scan around now and I can't find it. Uh, well, actually, actually, I hate to pull you up, Dan, but the deluxe edition has uh, it's a close up on his face. Oh, silly me. Perhaps I'm thinking of a single cover or something like that. Um, but yeah, this song, again, not a favourite because there's so many absolute classics on here. But I do think as a penultimate track on the album kind of could have gone either way and it does go for you know down the more balladesque or contemplative if that is a word um obviously this is a fictional character called bob as we mentioned before he's addicted to drugs he's uh, losing his way maybe he's going to find god it's a bit i kind of find it a bit strange to have justin talking about this fictional character it doesn't really 
suit normally is quite autobiographical with his songs or just quite fun with them um but it definitely has that that timberland and danger and timberlake sound on it uh, so we're on to the last track of the album proper because we are start we're talking about the standard edition of the album today so this is the last track another song all over again today asking forgiveness and if you could just please give me another chance to write you another song Take back those things I've done Cause I'll give you my heart If you would Question for you, Will. Uh, and my answer to your question is yes, it has. For the first time in 2020, are we seeing the return of a petered out album? For me, it's I like I do like again Justin's vocals save this song for me, but it's petered out, hasn't it? And the, on balance, for me, and again, just my opinion. Don't don't go right in. Uh, the first half of the album is a lot stronger. Yeah, completely agree. This one you can even hear it in the song. It's the Timberland and Danger aren't involved with this one. This is produced by Rick Rubin. Uh, who we talked about before on the Melanie C episode. Did some great stuff with her. Also worked with everyone from Adele to Johnny Cash to Public Enemy. Uh, and co-written with Matt Morris, who's worked with Christina and Kelly Clarkson. Um, and I just, for me, the, the album should have been bookended. Like that op- amazing opening track, Future Sex Love Sound, it should have been bookended with something similar. And to have it really just go down and down and down in tempo to this stripped piano-led ballad, it's just not how I would have wanted this to end. Uh, it's not in keeping with the rest of the the brilliant vibe uh, and electronica of the rest of the album, is it? But in terms of a Justin ballad, a Justin song, it's it's pretty pretty nice in its own as its own thing. Yeah, couldn't call it a terrible song. Just is it right for this collection? For me, no. So let's lift the pace and the energy because uh, uh, you can just hear in our voices then. It's all dropped and that's not how we like mm. to end things. So Mm-mm. further listening today. Dan, what are we going to do? What are we going to so, do about further listening? <laughs> we're going to pick it up. We're going to lift it up, doing the hand movement there, raise the roof. We're going to talk about some of the incredible remixes that are around at this time. These songs were made for the dance floor and uh, some world famous remixes and producers have put a spin on them. So, Will, I would love to invite you to go first. So I am going to go back to probably one of the standouts on the album. Well, one of the standouts on the album. Uh, Sexy Back. Uh, and let's go a little bit disco with the Poker Face remix. Damn, that got your hips swinging, didn't it? Nelly had my oh. Nelly had Nelly cracked my phone screen. Then I forgot we were on uh, FaceTime. Then actually, <laughs> <laughs> the things you see when people uh, uh, switch off a little bit. Yes, and I, apologies again for taking the phone to the toilet with me on my bathroom break. It's very unflattering angles. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did drop in the bowl, so nothing would be nice with that. So that was a uh, poker face remix of Sexy Back. Uh, and that was remixed by Omar Chandler and Ryan Monroe. And that is, a for me, a brilliant disco spin on that. Uh, made for the dance floor, as you say. Definitely, yeah. I can hear disco in there. I can hear some house music influences as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely loved it. I think we love the original so much. But this is one of those covers that's um, well, maybe not just as good, but a fantastic reworking. Dan, what have you gone for? Uh, so I have gone for... This one appeared actually on the B-side of uh, Until the End of Time. And this is the Justice remix of Love Day. She's got me love stone, man. I swear she's bad and she knows. I think that she knows. She's freaky and she knows it. 
Taking the strings from that one and taking them to the disco. Uh, that remix from Justice there. Will, what do you think? Uh, I love the fact, like all great remixes, it takes a great pop song and makes it something almost completely its own thing. And they've really brought their sensibilities to that French uh, house dance pop, uh, dance music even. Uh, the strings and the beat that's in there, really, really good. I hadn't heard that before. So thank you, Dan. Well, you're very welcome. And we probably haven't heard it because it's not on streaming services, quite annoyingly. So you do have to go to YouTube for that one. Well, that's um, a crying shame. Maybe we should get our friend uh, Mr. Pop Music Activism on the case. I think you could be bang on the money there, actually, Will. Uh, I do just in general, I think Justice do some fantastic remixes. They've done the likes of MGMT with Electric Feel and U2 with Get On Your Boots um, and even uh, some Franz Ferdinand as well. So further, further listening if you fancy some more justice in your life. Thank you, Dan. And before we go, just a quick word on the album performance. It was very positively received uh, with the likes of NME giving it 8 out of 10. uh, The Guardian and Q uh, giving it 3 stars out of 5. Rolling Stones 3.5. And and Entertainment Weekly gave it a B minus just to be awkward. Um, But I think on the whole, really positive. Uh, we're out of time so that was a great first visit to Justin's house we may come knocking on his door again soon Mm, MTV Cribs and also I forgot to mention that this is the final album that we hinted at at our hint of a tease at the beginning of 2020 so we've ticked them all off the list now Uh, what's coming up for the rest of 2020 I do wonder it's only taken half the year to get through all of those ones because we had other things that suddenly popped into our uh, immediate uh, list Uh, from the long list so do let us know what you thought to the album what you thought to the episode at track by track uk and if you enjoy what you're listening to please give us a rating and review on apple podcasts we are back on saturday with our next new music drop featuring some brilliant new music uh that we love that you love uh and the artists are sharing with us because they think you'll love it too join us on saturday for that Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next Tuesday? Absolutely. So next Tuesday, we will be talking about, uh, for the first time, actually, an Australian uh, one-man band, you could say. He's worked with people like Mark Bronson. He has done uh, some incredible psychedelic electronic sounds. Uh, and we're talking about what I think is the third studio album. Ooh, I've definitely got some homework to do uh, for next week. <laughs> so until next time... I have been Timothy Mosley. And I have been Floyd Nathaniel Hills. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm not having a mantle in my pussy. <laughs> <laughs>